Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to the Happy Achiever Project. In today's episode, which is episode 11 of our Overcoming Self Sabotage series, I'm going to be talking with one of my favorite therapists, Therapist Kunle. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about how to use cognitive behavioral therapy to help us change our thinking pattern so that we can um, overcome self-sabotaging behavior. Um, So a little bit of a context, I am self-taught CBT. I, I discovered CBT at a time where I was like really high stress due to my job and just some other like expectations of things that I had. Um, and um, CBT really helped me. Like it was one of those things that I just started practicing and it really helped me to come out of a time where I felt like I was drowning, right? And so I preached CBT and the past week on the podcast, I've been talking about the different ways that um, mostly CBT techniques that I've studied and I thought it would be great to have an actual therapist to come and share, you know, <laughs> from a professional's point of view, what CBT is and how it can help anxious achievers to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, and change the thinking pattern that actually cause this stress, this anxiety, and this self-sabotage. So, um, welcome and thank you for taking up this <laughs> this task of of educating us yeah so, my pleasure so what is your like what is your take on cbt yeah cbt is a very common psychological treatment that a lot of therapists psychologists um, use just to treat various um situations um cbt on the basic is uh, just a psychological treatment that's very effective in helping to um with different range of problems, including depression, anxiety, um, drug abuse, marital problems, so many situations that CBT has been proven to be very effective. And I think CBT is also good because it's um, oftentimes short, short period. It's something we can do within um, five to 20 sessions most times. And it's also easy to teach that a lot of people Mm. could implement and you can begin to see changes almost um, quickly. Of course, it takes time over time to, to really get the, the desired result, but you can begin to see changes and that can motivate you to wanna uh, do more in CBT. So yes, mm-hmm. CBT is really helpful. And talking about the name, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, it just deals with CBT, these are cognition, that's the way we think, and also our behavior. So in order to make changes in our behavior, we want to first be able to change the way we think about something and then we can walk towards um, making the behavior. So that's what CBT tries to accomplish. Simple, mm-hmm. very good and lovely. So majority of our listeners are women in business or young professionals who are going out there and trying to achieve meaningful goals, trying to create a life that they find uh, fulfilling and joyful. And But they have heightened, um, they experience heightened anxiety for whatever reason. How would uh, CBT come uh, be useful for, for someone like that? 
yeah that's such a really really good one anxiety is one common situation that a lot of people experience and cbt has been proven to be very very effective with anxiety um, so some of the ways that we could use cbt for anxiety is first finding out what are we anxious about what exactly is triggering this anxiety for us um, what's the root of the problem um, what are we concerned about what are we worried might happen um, so cbt helps us to be able to ask ourselves questions reflect on the situation identify maybe unhelpful thinking patterns that we may have that might be um, perpetrating this anxiety and once we can identify that um, we also want to drive to the root of the problem what are we worried might happen with anxiety because anxiety makes us afraid of something and yeah. because we're afraid we tend to avoid a step yeah. back yeah um, so with cbt we find or ways sabotage to, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so you find ways to get to the root what exactly are you worried about what are we worried might happen and then once we get that then we can come up with a hypothesis let's test this let's test if this is true yeah. Um, so with a therapist, we could come up with some strategies to help us test this hypothesis. You go into the week, test it out, come back following week, and then we examine. Was it really as bad as you thought it was going to be? Was it really as scary? Was it really as fearful as you thought it was going to be? And what we're hoping is to begin to shift that belief, begin to shift that fear, begin to realize that maybe things are not as bad as I thought they were. Maybe the anxiety I have, the fear I have, it's not as intense as I really thought it, 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 it was. And once we can realize that, it can give us room to begin to take space and begin to change our behavior and get it, get it, succeed in the things that we want to do. Yeah, those, those just in the rough, that that's what yeah. we hope to achieve. And talking about anxiety, so there are different strategies that we use to cope with anxiety, even with CBT. We could challenge those thoughts. We tell them, call it challenging irrational thoughts. Um, we could also do exposure therapy. Exposure therapy is also something we do with CBT, where we gradually confront the things that we're afraid of. And the more we confront it over time, our brain learns to calm down, learns to know that this is not as scary, and then our brain learns to accept it. And then what was scary becomes less scary, and then we can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's assume what are some of the ways that you can help someone to get down to what is the root of the, the problem because i think that's the 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 starting point yeah. is what is the root of this fear or what is yeah. the root of this anxiety or the root of this negative thought that is causing you to sabotage what are some of the ways that you can get to that root yeah that, that's a great question um there are different strategies we can use to get to the roots. One I like to use a lot is core beliefs, exploring mm-hmm. core beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, core beliefs are like the deeply held beliefs that maybe we carry around or their patterns of thinking or mm-hmm. just things we pick on maybe in our society, in our environment or stereotypes that get attached to us. They might, most times they are not true or sometimes they signify what we are most afraid of, what's mm-hmm. the worst case scenario. Um, but these core beliefs have significant impact on we, who we are or the things we do or the things we think we can accomplish or even the way we see ourselves thinking, oh, maybe I'm beautiful, I'm not beautiful, maybe I'm good looking, I'm not good looking. 
maybe I can achieve this task, maybe I can accomplish this or I, or I can't. So we, we like to explore core beliefs. What are the deeply held beliefs that we've carried on over the years? Where does that come from? Is it from words that people say to us? Is it from some experiences we've gone through that we feel that keeps mm-hmm. ringing back in our head? And over time, we accept that as true. And once we can identify the core beliefs, the negative core beliefs, then we flip to the other side. What's the evidence in your life that this is not true? For example, um, one negative core beliefs I had before, now I'm a therapist, but one thing I feared growing up was speaking. I hated speaking. I was afraid of speaking. I just thought I didn't like my name. I didn't like the sound of my voice. I didn't like my accent. I didn't like so many things about me speaking. I thought me speaking was the worst thing. So it was just best to keep my mouth. So my core beliefs, the negative core beliefs was don't speak. If you speak, it's going to be horrible. Just keep quiet and people would think, maybe you're wise. Um, mm-hmm. But over time, I learned ways to challenge those. Is it true? So I would go out. Okay, let me speak in this situation. Let me speak with one person. Let me speak with two people. So that's hypothesis. Finding ways to test the hypothesis. Did they think I'm stupid? Did they think what I said didn't make sense? And then over time, once we test the hypothesis, we come to realize, oh, maybe it's really not true. What I thought that me speaking was the worst thing. Maybe actually me speaking is a good thing. And then we can begin to change that hypothesis and have a new way of thinking that actually aligns with who we are and doesn't mm-hmm. hold us back from achieving our goals. So that's what we do with um, cognitive behavioral therapy using um, core beliefs, identify what those beliefs are, come up with hypotheses that could help us challenge them and then see the other evidence that proves that what I thought was not true and then I, I can take on this new challenge that I want to be. And for me, it's working. I'm a therapist. I talk every day. Yeah. Um, most people from my high school, when they seem like they can't believe you talking, no. <laughs> yeah. But see, it's very helpful that way. Yeah. I love it. It's so good to hear that because I think that a lot of people are held back by core beliefs, some which it's not even there some which they inherited from people that maybe was through like a hundred years ago but right now things have changed and so we need to change that cognitive and I, I think another thing that I get from that is that sometimes um, the things that are stored in our con- sub- subconscious are very powerful in terms of triggering our behavior right yeah and i guess this way is a way to 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 find out those things yeah you're absolutely right i'm talking about the subconscious and a lot of times the subconscious or unconscious thoughts drive the things that we do and we're not even aware of it it's almost like you're you're living on autopilot yeah so yeah cbt helps us to investigate find out dig deep what are these things then bring it to the surface and then we can actually take steps to challenge them to change them and just not go along with status quo but yes unconscious thoughts does affect a lot of us we just do things the way it's always been done yeah without even understanding why it's been done Um, but yeah it's a good way to be able to just reflect and challenge the way we think in order to be able to achieve our goals and live life authentically the way we want to live life yeah so is it safe to say that cbt helps us to come out of 
autopilot and into our purpose. Yeah, CBT can be very helpful in that. It can help us come out of um, just okay. cruising or just because if you're cruising, we're not even sure who set that cruise. We're not who set the course. It could be generations, it could be patterns, it could be society, what society conditions us to be. It could be environment we find ourselves that conditions us to be. The example I gave of myself, I was conditioned for years. Just don't speak. Just keep quiet and you will make it full of yourself. Mm-hmm. So there are so many things that could condition us. And when we've done it over the years, we believe it. So we just got that autopilot. But CBT can help to create a change in yeah. a good way and help us check in to see what am I doing? Why am I doing? Where does that come from? Is that true? And then I can make the change that I want to make in order to move forward. Yeah, you're right. So it, it does help to take us out of that autopilot. Okay. So what about um, with rejection and setbacks? Um, when you're actually going for your goals, let's say with the speaking thing, your challenge that you had, what if you went forward with um, with doing this and you had a, you had a bad experience? How yeah. does CBT help you to bounce back and bounce back quickly? Yeah, rejection and setback. That's 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 very very practical. Um, so when it comes to rejection and setbacks, as human beings, oftentimes we tend to remember the negative experience. Sometimes mm-hmm. the positive ones, it's not okay, it's no big deal. We we don't celebrate it so much. We just focus on the. So sometimes when we have rejection or setback, it could be oh, I'm trying to date this person, they rejected me, or it could be um, I'm trying to achieve this goal at a setback. Sometimes we tend to catastrophize. That means these rejections, we tend to blow it out of proportion. Like, oh, every time I always fail. Every mm. time nothing works. Every time, why is this always? We think we're the worst people on earth. Uh, and, and sometimes we call that distorted thinking also. Our thinking is not as clear as it should be because of all the intense emotions we're feeling with this rejection. We sometimes tend to catastrophize, just take it to the worst case possible. I'm always a failure. Nothing I do ever works. Those are some things that people could say. So with CBT, we could, I always love to hear those words. So we write it down. What do you think, right? I think like I'm the worst. Okay, let's write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's see. What's the evidence that I'm the worst that everything I do never works? Oh, maybe I did it this time. I like to take it, get it out, talk about it. And then wanna, what does that mean about you? When I've written this down, this is the right thing. What does that mean? Is that true? Um, maybe it means um, unlovable or it means um, I can't accomplish anything. It means I should just give up. And, and then where does that come from? Why did, what are experiences with other made us think this is true? And then we can begin to challenge, is that really true? Are there other experiences you've had where you succeeded? Are there other situations where you've tried something and you accomplished it? And uh, what does that say about you? And just being able to have a balanced view and mm-hmm. not catastrophize and think this is the um, this is the worst End thing possible. Yeah, exactly. So just bringing that check, like I said, still challenging that hypothesis. Is that really true? Am, am I really this dumb? Am I really unlovable? 
And once we can challenge that hypothesis, we create room and then we can expand that and have a balanced, realistic view. And then that could make us try again. That could make us accomplish it. That could make us realize this is just one failure. Or failure is the raw material that builds success. Nobody mm-hmm. is successful at the first time. Yeah. So it's it's part of the learning process. So CBT can help us have that realistic view in order to be able to just um, try again until we get that success. Sounds good. And do you have any tips that you could tell someone who wants to practice CBT? Maybe for themselves and then if it's too bad they can then find a therapy but if it's something that they could do for themselves do you have any um yeah, any tips yeah. on how they can do it how yeah, they can absolutely. start and how they can do it absolutely effectively uh, i think one of the things i would recommend when it comes to using cbt cbt is one of the modalities i use there's so many other modalities i use mm-hmm. but CBT is a very common popular easy to use easy to teach one so what i would recommend is first having a journal okay. having a pen yeah catching those thoughts no 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 i have a i actually I, I like that you said that because i have a journal that i created myself and i'm kind of like sharing that with people as well nice. so you guys check out the link in the bio or in the description um, for catching negative thoughts and yeah. for and fears and reframing yeah. them. So I'm glad that you said that that was the best thing. So yeah. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really good to be able to catch those thoughts and document it out. When those thoughts are coming, catch it. Because if you don't identify it, there's no way we can challenge or change the situation. So identifying is a big step in finding solutions. So we want to catch those thoughts. What am I thinking? Write it down. And whenever these thoughts come, write it down. Let's identify exactly what we're having issues with. And then once we can identify it, that could help us then be able to create a hypothesis to check, is this true? Is this really, really true? And we can create a hypothesis, test it out. Are there ways I could, maybe this week, I'm going to go test it out with two of my friends. See, is this really the way they see me? Whatever those thoughts are. And once we can begin to challenge those hypotheses or test them out, it could give us a different perspective. And if I say, oh, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it, it is. And then we which can begin to use Which you should also journal, those. right? Yeah, journaling. Which, so, which you should journal about. Like if you go out and test, you come back and journal about it, right? Yes. And I want you to also notice how you're feeling, the emotions you're feeling, maybe before trying it out, before talking to that person. And then noticing if there's any change in your emotion after. Okay. Uh, because sometimes it can be so subtle that we think nothing happened, but we just want to be more aware, pay attention to what you're feeling, pay attention to what you're thinking, journal down as much as possible. Um, but most importantly, just challenging irrational thoughts, identifying irrational ch- thoughts, challenging those irrational thoughts. And one simple way you can challenge thoughts is something Chema has also mentioned in previous um, episodes, just asking, is this a fact or just a feeling? Yeah. What I'm thinking right now, what I'm feeling, is that a fact? If I'm thinking, oh, I'm the worst person, is that a fact? Is that true? Or is that just a feeling? And most times you can identify, oh, it's just the way I feel right now. And feelings come, feelings go. Feelings go up and down. They are not static. So once yeah. you can identify it's a feeling, um, 
it makes it not as worse or not as bad as it is because that means it's not a fact yeah uh, so that's something we can always ask that when you catch yourself is this true is this a fact or a feeling that's one simple strategy we could implement um, and, and that's part of cbt also yeah and guys i also have a list of all the cognitive distortion not all but 20 cognitive distortions that i have found because for me i find that it's easy to have a list so that if i'm feeling something if i'm struggling to, to know okay what exactly is this then i can look at the list and go through like their definitions and say okay this is what this is the actual thing and then I, it's good to put a name to it um so that you also know um you kind of know what kind of behavior this can actually trigger and if that's the same that's triggering for you as well anyway it's good to have a, to know the name as i've put together like a list of 20 distortions i'm sure there's more but i have a list of 20 you guys can also check out the link in the description to get it as well any last thoughts or yeah, any last I, I things think... to share to our yeah, I... listeners on how cbt can help them achieve more meaningful purposeful goals and reduce their anxiety yeah, I think that's really great at those distortions and I, I'm glad you're sharing so people can identify and see how some of this relate to them. One last thought I'd like to say is CPT really seeks to empower the clients. It seeks to, even if you meet with a therapist when you walk through things, after the, most of the work happens after the session. Yes, during the session, we can talk about it, trigger, bring up some things to the surface. But after the session, you have to do the work. You have to go test the hypothesis. You have to go write down these thoughts, these ideas, these um, distortions. Um, so that's the bulk of the work. So yeah, with CBT, it's not like something where you go to a doctor, they give medicine, you take it, and then you're fine. You have to do the work. But the work is something um, that's doable and it's practical. It's a skill. And once you learn the skill, you can also pass it along to other people. So yes, CBT is really, really um, helpful in that way. I would recommend. Thank you so much for joining us. What? Where can people find you if people want to reach out to you and they want your help with um, with uh, achieving their goals or with reducing anxiety while achieving your goals or with any other therapeutical needs that they might have where can people find you yeah thank you you can find me on instagram kunle psychotherapy that's the um, ando so k-u-n-l-e psychotherapy you can also find me on my website www.kunlepsychotherapy.com um, please reach out if you have questions yeah i'll be glad to answer see what we can do if you need support need a therapist please reach out as well um, i'll be glad to support any way that i can and thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure to be here Wait, you know what i just realized that you did not even share how you got into therapy i don't know if people want to know this but a nigerian therapist for me is a gold man i'm like what Nigerian yeah, therapy that's... is no, we don't gel because we don't do therapy really. So yeah. how did you get yeah. into therapy? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. How did I find myself in therapy? Um, I do tell people I feel like um, I was kind of called into this. Um, so growing up, I've always wanted to be an accountant. Okay. And I did study accounting in Nigeria. Studied accounting. Worked as an accountant. Worked in the banks worked as an accountant for about seven years 
And when I came to Canada too, I worked as an accountant for a while. But along the line, I dabbled into human services. I dabbled into volunteering here and there. And I realized I really love it. It was after, maybe if I never tried it, I would have never known. But I tried it and went back to my accounting job. And then it wasn't the same anymore. It wasn't the accounting I've always done. My heart was pulling me into human services. So at a point, um, I had to quit my accounting job and go fully into, I think that was 2017, into human services, social work. And I thought, if I'm going to be in this field, I might as well just go back to school so I can do it full time. Um, So I went back to school, got a new bachelor's, got a new master's, master's in social work, focused on mental health, got my license, and I started psychotherapy. And since starting, oh, I love it. I feel like this is, maybe growing up in Nigeria, I never knew a profession like this. But now looking back, I can see I've always done this all my life. Now it makes sense. I notice I've always been the one people come to to talk to about things. I've always been, and sometimes I remember over, I just, what happened? I remember being in university in Nigeria. One of my friends came into my apartment crying. And then I just remember the door. When she came, I opened the door, came crying, and then she was leaving those two. And when she was, she was smiling. And I was asking myself, what did I do? What did I say? What changed? She came yeah. and she left. Uh, so it was just like a deja vu moment, just realizing yeah. patterns over the years, like, oh, this is what I've always done. I just never had a name for it, or never even knew there was a profession like this. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm, I found myself into psychotherapy, and I love it. Oh, that's such a lovely story of finding your purpose and you know that's what we preach here find your purpose it just makes life a lot more easier even yeah. it doesn't make life it doesn't mean that you don't work because i know that you work more now because i've been trying to get you to come on and use like you're working even to midnight yeah. but it doesn't mean that you don't work or it doesn't mean that you're not stressed or you don't have this, but it just makes it a lot more easier and more enjoyable because you're doing something that is aligned yeah. to, you know, your personality and your fullest self, or your inner self. So I think this is also like a really good example of finding your purpose and living your a meaningful and fulfilling life. So thank you for coming yeah. on. Thank, thank you, you for, for sharing. Um, I will be talking a lot about mindset on this podcast. So I just want to say that if I call on you again, don't feel, don't be surprised. Let's do it. (laughs) You're like the resident psychologist here because most of the things (laughs) that I, most of the things that I talk about, I, I read, right. I, I read a lot about how, about these things. Um, so it's good to have someone who has practices. So just in case I call on you again. Yeah, Don't anytime. Be surprised. Let me know. Yeah, let's do it <laughs> All again. All right, thank you for joining. And You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Bye.